Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Make sure to check out greatlakesdragway.com for all the latest happenings. And, of course, David Hobbs Honda, davidhobbs.com. Check out uh, their website for all the latest new and used cars at David Hobbs Honda. And it's hot out there, Jeff Orlowski. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, little bit. Good day to be down either buying a new car at uh, Hobbs Honda yep. or uh, having a couple cold ones and watching uh, watching some racing down at Great Lakes. Well, you know, it's one thing we always, you know, we don't always see each other a lot and hit and miss with our travel schedules and whatnot. And one thing I've been forgetting to do is with a little gift here on the on, live on the air, you can ditch that Slayer shirt for a nice national sprint car hall of fame t-shirt how about that oh that looks fantastic and it's my color so thank you I very that, much yeah. I, it was either that or like a day glow orange i thought no i think black is more his color yeah i'm not an orange guy that's that's for sure or like a real psychedelic yellow <laughs> yeah. boy the, the the late 80s must have been really tough for you weren't they late 80s early 90s uh with all the bright colors that were in vogue back then didn't bother me i wore the same black uh heavy metal band somehow, t-shirts that i wear right now somehow that does not surprise me yeah my at all. my uh fashion sense hasn't changed in the last 30 years but well, at least the hat's okay hey this is a heck of a shirt thank you very much Oh, not a problem that's it, awesome don't 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 read too much into it. It was on the the sale. Uh, it was on the on the sale rack, but it, it's still it, it's actually I was I thought it was the best shirt out there. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I appreciate it. Well, Thank not you. a problem. Not a problem. 
I'll uh, I'll you put know, it Matt, on during the commercial break as long as you don't have your phone in your hand. You've you seen the Mike Clemens uh, <laughs> yes. shirtless photo that gets posted on the, uh, <laughs> the fan Facebook page all the time. I like the one that Bill Michaels did with uh, after he came back from the eye doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any blackmail pictures about me uh, floating around the studio here. That uh, that could get ugly. So uh, last night I was at Madison International Speedway. You were. And it was hot out there. No. But not as bad as I thought. Okay. Um, and I wasn't the only one. There was a few, because it was a, 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 a late afternoon, early evening show. And a lot of people were showing up maybe like at five. And they were running a little, USAC was running a little bit behind and that. So a lot of people just stayed in their air-conditioned cars for a while. <laughs> the, the people I feel sorry for uh, were the crew guys, though. The crew guys, you know. They had to get out there, get their cars ready, and they're thrashing, and they're they're just drenched. Oh, I, I mean, bet. So, yeah, it, you you know, you you feel bad for the drivers and that, but you know, with their helmets on and uh, double layer suits, triple layer suits, and but you know what, you know, they're they're the rock stars and everything, and and you know they can handle it. But these these crew guys, especially the older guys, they're they're, they're these guys. I bet you they're still sleeping. Oh, I, I don't blame them. I <laughs> would be too. Sucks the life out of you, and uh, but a great show. Tell you what, those first fifty laps of that uh, USAC race last night, the Silver Crown race, was uh, epic. With Justin Grant, uh, the surprise winner on the pole in the Hemelgarn uh, ninety-one. Of course, Ron Hemelgarn, former IndyCar owner, and that and uh, owned the winning car for the nineteen ninety-six Indianapolis five hundred, and uh, Col- Coldy Swanson in the Radio Doctors car. It just dominating. Uh, it's been dominating the last three years. And uh, Justin Grant made an error. I'm sure he would admit it. Uh, there's a lap car. He went to the inside. And what do lap cars do when they're about to get lapped? They usually go on the inside, and that's what happened. And yep. he, he got pinched off, and Cody Swanson went on the outside for the pass for, for the lead, and he was never thwarted the rest of the way. In fact, that pretty much dominated from that point on. So... But a great, great race. Uh, hats, uh, hat tip to Greg McCarns and his crew out there. I thought it was a fantastic show. And the big eight uh, late models were out there. They put on an entertaining, uh, clean show. Good competitive racing, but it wasn't a demolition derby like you see at some of these uh, late model races down south. These are guys that, that work. You know, Most of these drivers not only uh, are family-run business, but they also work on the cars. So they, yep. it's always been a long uh, kind of standing history, especially for the r- racers. Coming from the late models in the uh, upper Midwest, that you know, hey, th- these guys respect each other and they take care of the equipment. And you saw a lot of that last night. Good close racing, but no, no, no real cheap shots. And it was uh, Michael Bilderbach uh, who won that race. So great racing, and uh, hat, hat, like I said, hat tip to Greg McCarns and his crew out there. They put on a real nice, tight show. Uh, USAC race was done. The feature was done. I want to say about nine thirty ish. Nice. So I mean, real tight, and then the the big eight cars ran after that. So yeah, it was a good show. But like I said, once uh, you know, with the with the way the the, the track is kind of set up, the bleachers are a little bit of an angle. Uh, they're you know they're kind of facing south, and then the pit bleachers are facing north. So once that sun got down a little bit, you got kind of a shadow. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that bad, and there was a breeze too. So. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be out there. Yeah, I'm not like a world traveler like you. I had um, 
My five-year-old's t-ball game I had to go to last night, so I wasn't able to make it out to Madison. But uh, any, any fights or anything in that game? No, unfortunately. Bench, bench clearing bras? No, 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 there wasn't a whole lot. But uh, I was following along on Twitter, and I haven't heard a bad thing about that race at all. You know, it's it's great that they're back in in Madison and yeah. uh, and put on a fantastic show. So maybe maybe we can work out something with uh, Madison and <clears throat> Milwaukee Mild, like a little little special show. We'll that have would, to see. That would Time be will awesome. Tell. We'll have to see what happens. I tell you what, let's take a quick break, and because uh, we got a big week, weekend coming up here that Saturday and Thursday night, we'll talk about that with the Arca Series in Chicagoland and what you mentioned on the Sports Flash at the top of the hour the the uh, truck series fantastic race uh, last night so yeah, let's let's talk more chicagoland speedway and uh nascar weekend when we come back on the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary great lakes dragway and david hobbs Honda. this is final inspection with steve zaki presented by the legendary great lakes dragway in union grove on 105.7 fm the fan Final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with David Hobbs Honda. And Thursday, it's it's a big weekend in Chicagoland Speedway. You got four four days of racing. You got Thursday we had the Arca race Thursday evening, and then last night we had the truck race. Today we have the Xfinity series, and then culminates with the Cup series on Sunday. A lot of fun out there, isn't there? Yeah, it's just a perfect weekend when you can get all four series. All stacked up, four days of fun. You know, the watching the Arca race, the crowd didn't look that that great, but it looked it's a lot. Going to be tough for because it it's a Thursday, you know. Right. I mean, the the people that are there are the what you know they're camping, they're camping people. The yeah. people that are there for the whole four days. Oh yeah, you know, but the crowd looked better last night. But uh, you know, the Arca race was was good ish, and the truck race last night was phenomenal. It really was, and. It, it, you know, you had John Hunter Nemechek uh, take the lead late in the race uh, on his way to victory. Yeah. It was the ultimate uh, throw of victory and agony of defeat. Uh, yeah. Leading on the last lap goes into turn one, and, and apparently the motor laid down on him. And there it was. Brett Moffitt passes him for the lead. And uh, Hattori Racing is, a, is an interesting situation because as of, as of Monday, they, they were pretty much out of business. Yeah. Which is a, which is a shame because they're, they're – they're locked in to the championship battle. They've already had one, two races. They won at Iowa Speedway. And here, you know, they don't have the money to go forward. And uh, thankfully, they, they, they did find a sponsor. And uh, it, it's one thing that kind of was fascinated was fascinating about this was uh, so Brett Moffitt wins the race. And uh, they got the sponsorship from, uh, was it, F. FR8 Auctions, I think the name of it was. Yeah. And I see him in Victory Lane. He already has him on his driver's suit. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the old days, you know, that that would happen. It would be just a guy in a in a generic 
racing suit. You know? Yeah. But nowadays, with with everything, you know, comp- everything's CAD, computer aided graphics and whatnot. Boom, you know, in a day or two, you can get a, a race, you know, driver suit. You have it on. You have the logo on your uh, on your driver suit. So, I mean, if you think of it, if you're FR8 auctions, you know, you're dipping your toe into racing. And to be on, let's be honest, it, it's not a, you know, sponsorship. It, it's a lot cheaper to get into this series than it was 10 years ago. Of course. And that's it just is. the nature of the beast, unfortunately. But it's even cheaper to do a, uh, you know, and, and this is a team or this is a company that's just kind of dipping their their toe into the water. So it's like a, what, a three, four, whatever race deal it is. I know they're they're good to, they, they did say they have enough money for the next race and maybe perhaps beyond. So maybe there's some. You know, I'm sure there's some stuff written in the contract, but you know, you, you must feel good. Hey, here we go. Let's go help this help this team out. Boom! You end up in victory lane, one for one. Yeah, you know, you can't tell me that they didn't get quite the bang for their buck. You know, you sit there, last minute sponsorship, and you know, look at you. You're in victory lane, and uh, it's fantastic for the company. It's fantastic for Moffat and his team. What he's accomplishing with the the low funds that the team has were, you know, like you said, they didn't even know that they were going to race last night until Tuesday, late Tuesday. Um, what they're getting accomplished is is simply amazing. You have the teams, you know, the the big money with well, Kyle Busch. Yeah, and, you got Johnny Sauter with GMS Racing. Mm-hmm. You know, they won at Daytona, Dover, I think Charlotte and Texas. And then second, the second team is that that sixteen team with with uh, Brett Moffat who won at Atlanta, and then they've won you know two I think two of the last three of the last two yeah with Iowa and Chicagoland and Kyle Busch racing, and you got you know with with them he won at Vegas, but you got Noah Gregson who's driving for them, he won at Kansas. Mm-hmm. I think I think people thought that that eighteen truck would be a little more dominating. John Hunter Nemechek won at um, Martinsville, and then was it last week? I think it was that Justin Haley won at Gateway. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So they won. Yeah, the Buffets won, and uh, Hattori Racing's won last two out of the three. I mean, yeah, that's a team. Yeah, they need to. They they need to be in. They need to be racing. The Truck Series certainly needs them. It it, it it's giving. It's not the best publicity. You know, there's a team, but we've always had teams on the edge financially. I mean, look at look at. I mean, look, even going back to Matt Kenseth, and what Robbie Reiser's team, Robbie Reiser's team was about to shut down when he won at Rockingham. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day. So I mean, it, this is nothing new in in auto racing. But it, it it's great to see that they were able to to win. And uh, Shigi Atori, it's a, it's an interesting story with him. He came in through uh, the IndyCar series and cart back in the late '90s and stayed in, in, in the United States and ended up uh, going down south and started up a team. And, and he, it's, it, he's, it's been around for, I think, 10 years now. So, you know, hat, hat tip to him. And, and, and for a driver like Brett Moffat, who came in, I think, through Michael Walter uh, Racing, never, you know, what we know this what happened to them with them shutting their doors. And that's happened to so many young drivers. I mean, a lot of guys – they get that chance. They get on a developmental program. And they don't last. You know, they get that one shot. If you don't make it, you're you're gone. And there's just uh, there's a tr- unfortunately a trash bin of young drivers 
who a lot of them now are in their early forties going, yeah, I used to race NASCAR. You know, I had my, I had my shot and, uh, you know, didn't, you know, and sadly they're, they're not racing anymore. They're back racing in uh, short tracks at home. So with Moffat getting a second ch chance, a lot of guys that don't get it and he's, he's definitely making the most of it, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And, and it's, you know, it's good for him. I think part of the problem, especially with the truck series is that, you know, NASCAR kind of does this to themselves. If you watch, you know, uh, Race Hub or you watch, you know, the uh, NASCAR America or whatever, 98% yes, of the I coverage yeah. is all Cup Series. Yeah. The Truck Series is the most exciting series that NASCAR puts out there on a week-in, week-out basis, and they get nothing. They get nothing. And I know that I'm sure, you know, it's sponsors and all that. They don't want uh, – you know, as a segment a day or even two, yeah. three segments a week on the truck series. But come on, this is edge of your seat excitement that the truck series puts out almost every, you know, every race and you get no coverage at all. You know, you look back at some of the older programs that we had, you know, RPM tonight and, and speed week and those guys, I thought, I always thought they had a, a, a good mix. They did. Now, granted you get your people. They only like IndyCar. They only like NASCAR. I'm, you know, I'm one of these rare people. I like all forms of racing, but they, I thought they had a good balance and they also gave enough of a coverage too. at that time was the old Bush series or, or the track series at that time. And, and, and some of the other, uh, events, even, even like, uh, uh, on go, if you go open wheel on the Mazda road, to Indy side, I mean, that's, I think that's one of the main reasons why Indy lights is struggling so much is because their television package is not as non-existent mm -hmm. you're putting in so much money in a series what are you going to get back if you're a sponsor nothing right you know and, and and that's why they're struggling with seven cars you know it's kind of frustrating but yeah well, getting back to the truck series yeah gr great to see and uh i'm real happy for brett moffett in that group and on thursday you had the arca series and you know the arca series always is uh you know close to my heart i've always liked the arca series it's kind of the you can kind of it's roots can you can kind of give it it's kind of what's how can i say this it, it's kind of you know as a fan of the old usac stock car series it's kind of i don't want to say evolved but you can kind of say there's some there's some roots between the two mm -hmm. anyways uh michael self won in the venturini motorsports 15 uh sheldon creed was was second and uh, todd gilliland who was who once again had that race. I mean, Michael self dominated the first half of that race. And then you had Todd Gilliland in that 54 car was pretty dominant in that kind of last three quarter part, but then a late yellow. And then, uh, Michael self had that, had a nice jump on it. And he won with Zane Smith, uh, fourth and chase Purdy in the eight car, uh, finishing fifth. And just uh, it's always fun to see, and always good to see Big Bill Venturini uh, kiss his driver in victory lane like he always does. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice win. You know, another, uh, you know, another surprise like we talked about last night, where every, it, everyone it's, thought Nemechek had it won. It's Thursday night. You got a live stock car race on. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. And uh, you know, hopefully, there's more on the way that we'll get into later. Yeah. So, but. Uh, but yeah, no, Arca put on a good show, and um, you know, seeing Venturini in Victory Lane is always a treat. So yeah. it uh, it was it was good, it was good, and uh, 
you know, hopefully ARCA can sit there and, and they it, hopefully it, they plan more of these four races. It wasn't race a fest. I thought it was a pretty clean show. And it, it I was. think if you're, uh, you know, the Ar- ARCA series, you're, you're happy with the product you put out there. I think so. You know, usually, you know, and the Xfinity series is guilty of it as well. Last 25, 30 laps is just yeah. one caution after another after another. Right. So it was nice that it didn't come down to that. And that, you know, they put on good racing and these teams are actually able to load a car in their hauler instead of sit yeah. there and bring out the broom and the exactly. dustpan. So it was good for everybody. I tell you what, let's uh let's find out what else is going in the world of NASCAR. Let's uh we'll we'll hear from uh Lori Monroe and uh Race Talk Radio and get the latest or I should say one lap down and get the latest news in uh the world of NASCAR from her. But uh, this, yeah, this we're looking forward to the nationwide uh, series uh, today. Let's we'll see what happens in the Cup Series, and we'll we'll be talking more of that after the one lap down and a, and a, the, a quick break here. So let's uh, let's hear what's going on in the world of NASCAR from uh, Lori Monroe. This is One Lap Down for the week of June the 25th. I'm Lori Monroe, and here's what's making news right now. Xfinity Series driver Brennan Poole is suing his former team Chip Ganassi Racing and agency Spire Sports and Entertainment, claiming they illegally conspired to move the DC Solar sponsorship from Poole in the Xfinity Series to Kyle Larson in the Cup Series. The complaint was filed last week in North Carolina Superior Court. You don't have to be a Dale Jr. fan or even a NASCAR fan to know that this weekend marks the start of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s entry into broadcasting as he joins NBC as a race analyst. Dale Jr. made the rounds this week, appearing on virtually every TV and radio show available in the free world. Earnhardt has admitted that he's kind of weirded out by the thought of regularly interviewing drivers and even his former crew chief, Greg Ives. Will his presence make a difference in NASCAR TV viewership every weekend? I think so. Best wishes go up to PRN's Wendy Venturini. You all know her from the work she's done on TV and beyond. Well, last week at Sonoma, being an avid runner, she was out jogging and was hit by a car. Venturini actually saw the car coming. She jumped, somersaulted over the hood, roof and trunk, and eventually landed on the pavement. She suffered a concussion and skull fracture and has been hospitalized under observation in California, hoping for a full recovery. Speaking of the Venturini name, in ARCA news, Venturini Motorsports has entered three female drivers in this weekend's Scott 150 at Chicagoland. Natalie Decker, Lailani Munter, and Tony Breidinger. Breidinger is the winningest female driver in the history of USAC. This is the first time one team has entered three females in one national-level stock car event. However, not the first time Venturini Motorsports has utilized a strong female contingent because back in the 80s, Bill Venturini formed the first all-female pit crew in professional motorsports, led by his wife, Kathy, helping Bill win his first ARCA championship in 1987. Making news on Twitter, well, you know how people just love to pile on and complain and ridicule on social media? Well, Denny Hamlin does, and he has vowed to give up on the Twitter trolls, and he won't take the bait anymore by not engaging with negative storylines or mean tweets. He wants everyone else involved in the sport to do the same, to stop replying to people that make nonsense comments. Good luck with that, Denny. In birthdays this week, we send a best wishes out to Natalie Decker, Steve Grissom, Kevin LePage, Matt Tift, Johnny Benson Jr., Junior Johnson, Mike Skinner, Jeff Burton, 
Martin Truex Jr., and good old Sterling Marlin. Happy birthday, everyone. And if it's your birthday this week, happy birthday to you, too. And the score is, after the cup race at Sonoma last weekend, Innovators 1, NASCAR 0. There were no penalties announced after the weekend's event. Congratulations. The IndyCar Series has the week off and returns on July 8 for the Iowa Corn 300, but there's still good news for race fans everywhere because Canada's NASCAR Pinties Series heads to the Autodrome Chaudière in the province of Quebec Saturday, June the 30th for the Bumper to Bumper 300. And the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Chicagoland will take place on July 1st as a part of a four-race weekend June 28th to July 1st. The weekend will kick off on Thursday, June 28th with the Scott 150 ARCA Racing Series, followed by NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Overton's 225 Under the Lights on Friday night. On Saturday, June 30th, the NASCAR Xfinity Series Overton's 300 will hit the track as the precursor to Sunday's Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Overton's 400 Showdown. And it's going to be a hot one this weekend. An excessive heat watch is in effect for the greater Chicago area, including Chicagoland Speedway. Friday morning through Saturday night, the temperatures will be in the mid-90s with heat indices hitting 105 to 115. Sunday morning, we'll have thunderstorms in the evening, isolated showers. So if you want to keep your weather up to the minute, go over to raceweather.net for all your race weather needs. Got a spare 250 bucks and heading to New Hampshire Motor Speedway at the end of July for the Foxwood Resort Casino 301. Well, for that 250, you can now experience New Hampshire's latest edition called the Track Bar. Touted as the coolest place on earth to watch a race, it's a climate-controlled luxury box located above the start-finish line in the main grandstand and has a full cash bar and private bathrooms. Your 250 also gives you one reserved seat, a continental breakfast, all kinds of other perks that you'd expect for 250 bucks. Wonder if you even get to touch the trophy lobster too. That's all for One Lap Down this week. I'm Laurie Monroe. Enjoy the races this weekend, whatever races you enjoy the most. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. And, of course, David Hobbs Honda on Green Bay Road in Glendale. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, the driver of the number 20 DeWalt Toyota Camry for Joe Gibbs Racing, Eric Jones. Eric, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Thank you for taking out the, uh, some time to uh, talk with us here on the final inspection. Uh, obviously, the, the race in Chicagoland coming up this weekend, the Overton's 400 from beautiful Joliet, Illinois. I love, I'm originally from Chicago, Eric. I moved up here about five years ago, so I, I, I claim Chicagoland Speedway is my home track, and I love it because no matter if you got the worst seats in the house in the front row or the best seats, all the way at the top, you can see every inch of the track, uh, all up and down pit road. I think it's fantastic. What are your thoughts on Chicagoland Speedway? 
Yeah, Chicago's a fun track for us to go to. Um, you know, you look at mile and a half, and, and Chicago's probably one of my favorites. Um, just the way you can move around there and run all the way from the bottom to the top and, and kind of make speed anywhere in between uh, really puts on a good show for us in the uh, in the Cup Series. So I think all of us drivers are always kind of looking forward to getting back there and, and getting our shot to go out there and race again. It's got a good age on it, and it's uh, you know it's got some character to it. It's a little rough in a few spots, which makes it challenging in some ways for us to get our cars good, which um, which makes it fun and makes for some good racing. Yeah, I love it when they show the in-car uh, cameras and you guys are going over the bumps and the wheels going <laughs> 90 degrees left, 90 degrees right, just trying to keep that sucker straight. I, I For me, it's entertaining. For you, it's got to make a couple hairs on your uh, on the back of your neck stand up. Yeah, it does at times, you know, when we uh... – we go out there and get bouncing around and um the tires get wore out and start sliding it's uh it makes for a few hairy moments but uh at the end of the day that's what makes it fun and that's what uh that's what we want to go out and do as race car drivers so that's uh that's a fun part of chicago for us for sure yeah and of course uh just in time with the heat wave for you so it's going to be a hot one tomorrow when you guys take the track uh, good luck with that. That uh, <laughs> the September uh, date when Chicago used to be the first race in the chase. Uh, you know, it was nicer because you got a little breather from the weather. But now that it's back in July, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough for you to stay uh, cool and comfortable in the cockpit there. Yeah, it probably will be. It's uh, it's looking like it's gonna be a hot weekend for sure. But uh, yeah, that's why what we're prepared for prepared for and why we. Uh, why we train every week ourselves in you know, the best shape we can to go out and run these races. But uh, fortunately, it's only 400 miles this weekend, not 500. So that'll be a, a welcome uh, shorter race for us this weekend. But uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of worn out drivers after the race uh, on Sunday down there. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, I think that makes for some good racing. You know, that hot weather, getting the track temp up, makes for a lot of sliding around. It makes for guys that are really looking for better handling in their cars. So that's uh, that usually puts on a pretty good show, especially in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. Talking with NASCAR star Eric Jones, uh, preview of the Overton's 400 at Chicagoland Speedway tomorrow. Green flag flies at 1.30. Uh, if you need tickets, you can call 888-629-RACE, or you can go to nascar.com slash buy dash tickets to pick up tickets for the race. And uh, Chicagoland is great because they always do so much. They have so much going on and honor the troops so well over there every single year. And you're running a uh, pretty cool uh, paint scheme on the DeWalt Toyota this week to uh, join the Salute program. Uh, you want to tell us about that? And obviously you can go to jointhesalute.com to to get involved and, and get more information on it. But uh, how you want to let us know how you got started with uh, with the Join the Salute program? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really cool. It's actually through DeWalt in, uh, in one of their programs. So I've been uh, fortunate this year to be involved with DeWalt, and they've been sponsoring a, a lot of my races. And, uh, you know, having them, you know, show their support uh, to the uh, to the active military and our veterans uh, has been really cool. So I'm, uh, I'm excited this year to be a part of it. And uh, it's a great-looking paint scheme as well. Uh, like you said, jointhesalute.com. You can learn more about it, but uh, it's definitely cool to see DeWalt really taking the uh, the active effort to support uh, our current and active uh, military and uh, seeing what they've done here. In the last few years with it, they've really, you know, taken a, a pretty uh, a pretty big stance on that, so it's been neat to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. So is tomorrow going to be the the race we finally see in Victory Lane spraying champagne everywhere? Yeah, I hope so. You know, it's uh, it's definitely a good shot for us. Mile and a half have been good to us this year, and you know, hopefully, um, hopefully getting to Chicago and uh, and uh, and getting there and and, and having uh, having a good race will be big for us. So, you know, I'm uh, I'm hoping it's that it's going to be the day, and uh, you know, hopefully we can finally get that win knocked off the bucket list. Yeah, I hope so for you too. I think Chicagoland, you know, it's uh, it comes obviously after Sonoma with the road courses, and it kind of starts a a string of a lot of mile and a halfs in a short amount of time. So it's a good kind of judge on how you're going to be looking the rest of the year. That's why I think this race is holds a, a, a lot of importance going forward in the season. What do you think? Yeah, I think it does. I think, uh, like you said, there's a lot of mile and a half that come up after Chicago. So it's really uh, a good baseline for us. Again, it's been you know, a few weeks since we've been on a mile and a half racetrack, and it'll kind of get us back in the groove of things and seeing who's um, who's really strong on mile and a half and who has some work to do. And hopefully our stuff's uh, going to be really strong on mile and a half when we get back here to Chicago. So being a native of Byron, Michigan, does that make you a Lions fan? Yeah, I would be. I would be a Lions fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if the Bears are in a whole lot better situation. I think we're struggling together right now. Yeah, you are up here in Packerland, though. It, uh, you know, we'll see if Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy. Hopefully, this season will be halfway decent for us. But uh, the Lions are one of them puzzling teams for me because I, I think Matt Stafford's a great quarterback, and you know, they ju- you guys just can't put it all together. Yeah, unfortunately, in the last few years we we've had a, a decent team overall. I feel like, especially with Stafford, he's been a he's been one of the top quarterbacks, you know, top ten quarterbacks in the league. I feel like, and just hasn't had the surrounding cast there to to really uh, you know elevate him to the next level. So hopefully here um, with Patricia coming in and, and kind of a new coach and leading the direction, we'll uh, we'll get things back on track and get back to winning some more games. Yeah, yeah, I think you guys are definitely headed in the right direction. Now back to racing. You've won the Rookie of the Year in all three series, all three major NASCAR series, and uh, you know I was all set to ask you if you know being on the same team as Kyle Busch, if that helped you, you know, kind of get your feet under you. But it obviously you don't need that much help. <laughs> well, I think I still need some help here at times, and uh, and making sure that we're uh, we're doing the right things every week. And and Kyle's been a good resource for us to to lean on and, and, uh, and learn from and figure out, you know, why, um, why they're so competitive every week and why they're always up front. So we've been trying to learn from them and, and, and take information. And I've still been leaning on Kyle to learn more about these race cars and what he does to really make them go fast. So definitely nice though, to have a teammate that, uh, is running up front and is, has won races this year. It, uh, it makes it a lot easier to try to find that speed at times. Yeah, yeah, I bet. We're talking with Eric Jones, NASCAR driver, here on a great Midwest Bank hotline on the final inspection show. Um, So going forward, you know, obviously this season and NASCAR has taken a little bit of heat because, uh, you know, you have Kevin Harvick, you got Kyle Busch, and now you got Martin Truex. It's kind of like the three-headed monster that uh, they're just competing for race wins between the three of them. How far off do you think – you are from catching up with these guys and being able to, you know, run off three, four wins? Well, we've definitely got a few steps to go. You know, I think we need to work on a few issues we've got, and uh, we've been doing a good job of trying to improve and get them better and better. And, um, 
I think we're getting closer and closer each week. Sonoma was a really uh, positive race, at least in my eyes. You know, run seventh. That was a, a really good run for us there and, and better than we expected to run. So hopefully we can just keep that string kind of going and uh, and make it uh, make it last year and lead into a few more races. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, well, we are almost out of time here. What uh, what are you listening to lately? Uh, a lot of times uh, I'm a big classic rock fan, so I'll listen to most of that on my phone through my car and uh, kind of keep up to what I uh, what I always grew up listening to with uh, with my dad. So that's uh, that's always been my favorite. Talking classic rock like ACDC or classic rock like Bob Seger and Journey? More like Bob Seger and Journey, yeah. That's, that's more of my style. Okay, fantastic. Well, Eric, I want to thank you for taking a few minutes to join us here on a final inspection show. You can cross this off your bucket list. I know, you know, you were telling me off the air how, you know, this has always been a dream of yours. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, wish you the best of luck tomorrow in the Overton's 400 at Chicagoland Speedway. All right. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. There's Eric Jones. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Coming up next, more of the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove and David Hobbs Honda. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with David Hobbs Honda. And make sure to check out GreatLakesDragway.com for all the latest. Of course, tonight they have the the hot jet cars out there, I guess, tonight, John. So, yeah, oh, that it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you check out GreatLakesDragway.com for all the latest from them. And also, and then don't forget, there are Rung What You Brung tickets now available, celebrating 115 years of Harley-Davidson. So it's the light night of fire tonight. So yeah, Jack Cars always put on a great show, and with it being so hot, what's hotter than fire? <laughs> <laughs> so make sure Not you check much. out Great Not Lakes much. Dragway. Hey, we got some sad news in the world of auto racing uh, today, especially uh, open wheel fans, uh, fans of Badger Midget Racing. That uh, sad to report that fan, uh, the former Badger Midget champion. Owen Snyder, whose uh, son was an Indy 500 chief mechanic, uh, who raced under the name Todd Barton, passed away last night, uh, and he was 88 years old. So certainly sad news uh, that Owen Snyder, the senior, uh, passed away, who raced under the name of Todd Barton uh, back in the 60s. Everybody, oh, many will remember uh, him racing. I think he drove for the, the, the White Horse team and a couple others. So uh, sad news in the world of auto racing. But the talking uh, NASCAR, NASCAR, of course, is at Chicagoland Speedway. And, uh, of course, it's uh, it's the, what are they calling this? The Overton's 400 NASCAR Cup Series race, number 17 of 36. And uh, it's the first race for NBC Sports. And the big news there, of course, is uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., returning to the track in the booth. And a lot of fans 
uh, they're they're really pushing that, and you kind of think to yourself, "Hey, there's a race on." Yeah, it, it's great that Dale Earnhardt's in the booth, but you kind of want, I you know, you kind of wonder that you should be selling the product on, not in the track, not in the booth. And, you know, I love Dale Earnhardt as a commentator. I think uh, uh, him and and Jeff Gordon on the Fox side have have really raised the bar for color commentating in the NASCAR series, and they are certainly a, a, a refreshing change from the old guard that we had. And uh, it, it'll kind of be interesting to see if if will will there be a ratings bump, perhaps with uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Not not necessarily from from Fox, going from Fox to NBC because the ratings tend to tail tail a bit in the summer because it's summer people are doing more things so but it'll be interesting to see comparing the the ratings from uh, 2017 to this year how much of a change uh, there will be so Jeff Orlowski the Polish pipe bomb joining me again and uh, talk about Dale Earnhardt Jr back in the booth have have you noticed that too Jeff about the how they've been promoting more De- you know Dale Earnhardt Jr being in the booth and the product on the track yeah. Yeah. And it kind of sets a dangerous precedent because, you know, I don't think that Dale Jr. is going to come and fall flat on his face. I think he'll be good, like how Jeff Gordon, right, uh, yep. you know, was was a lot better than I thought. But say Jr. struggles and say that the coverage isn't that fantastic. We saw last night there was a battle for the lead with 20 laps to go and they cut to commercial. And it wasn't a side by side. Yeah. Yeah. It was 20 laps to, you know, 20 to go. 19. Ba- battle for the lead. I did, note, I did make a mental note of that, and I'm glad you re- re- reminded me. I thought, really? 20 yeah. laps to go? I know. And you're making a commercial break? And it wasn't side by side. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. It was just a full screen commercial. So you have no idea what's going on. So if the coverage struggles, then, you know, then we'll see if they adjust and try to go back to actual hey, watch the cars like you're supposed to. So we'll see. I, you know, I think Dale's going to be fine. And, you know, with the stuff that that he said since his retirement, you know, he spoke out on a, on a couple issues against NASCAR and and how uh, stuff is getting run and all that. I'm I'm looking forward to, to hearing it. All right. I, I got to. It is Chicago. Right. You're a Chicago guy. So, of course, National Anthem, who do you have? Who would you have? Jim. Oh, Cornelius. Cornelius. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, doing the, the National Hawks. Anthem. Your honorary pace car driver. Uh, X-Bear. Okay. Retired. Oh, Erlocker. No. They, he. I think he did, uh, I want to say a couple years ago they had him. All right, too bad he didn't crash. It's Charles Peanut Tillman. Oh, he's your pace car driver. Threw out a first pitch at Miller Park last season. That's right, he did, didn't he? Yes, he did. And yeah. everybody went nuts like they should have. <laughs> you don't let them, you know, let bears in here to throw out the first pitch. Not bears. So uh, we got practice, and you you made a really neat, I thought, interesting. Uh, note on practice day well who's back it looks like uh hendrick is back team hendrick and especially jimmy johnson he dominated first practice Uh, today if you notice it's been the 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 graph has been kind of ticking up it's been a Mm -hmm. shallow but each race he's getting a little closer and closer to the top hasn't he 
He has. And uh, he got passed for fastest speed in first practice by uh, Ryan Blaney right at the end. But Jimmy Johnson was second fastest. Alex Bowman was third. And Chase Elliott was four. So you got three of the Hendrick cars in the top four for fastest first practice times. Now, obviously, it's practice. And uh, you don't score any points during practice. But it's a good sign for them going forward. And it kind of calms down a little bit the the pressure and all that that's has to be mounting on all those guys week after week after week. It certainly is. Uh, is it time for a break? We've got, yeah, yeah, we could break now. Let's go take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little more NASCAR from Chicagoland Speedway. We'll also go over last week's race at Road America. And we'll have Eddie Lapine reporting live from Watkins Glen for the IMSA race. The Salins Six Hour at the Glen. Coming up next on the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Don't forget to check out their Night of Fire. And uh, also, I guess, some fireworks, too. Should be a lot of fun out there tonight at Great Lakes Dragway. And, of course, David Hobbs Honda. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR. IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Back to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Are you ready for some fireworks? Gates are already open and the trailers keep rolling in. Yes, it's the main show starts at 5 o'clock tonight. Free general admission, free general parking, I should say, and kids 9 and under get in for free. And you're looking at a special guest from the Nostalgia Pro Stocks and the 1320 Legends. And also the first annual classic BOP, Buick Pontiac Olds Bracket Race. And don't forget the kitchen is open, Jeff. Oh, yeah. So make sure you check out the Torque Alley Tavern. They'll be serving ice-cold drinks all day. And what better way to start off the 4th of July weekend than at Great Lakes Dragway? No better way. No better way. That place is just amazing. They just do a fantastic job. Roy, everything he touches turns to gold down there. It, uh, they, they're fantastic. And then uh, you can trade in that uh, old minivan or what do you drive the old suv out there and uh, yeah we'll get you in a honda crv how about that from david hobbs honda that'd be nice uh i unfortunately i think i'm more in the odyssey uh market uh, okay <laughs> we can do you in an odyssey yeah yeah go from minivan to minivan yeah. but uh only maybe 10 more years and then i'll be able to get something fun again <laughs> <laughs> so chicagoland speedway jeff uh-huh what do you like out there who do you think? You think Hendrick can do it this year? No, uh, you know. Kyle, I mean, is the Chevy is the Chevy going to step up? I mean, we got Kyle Larson, who who should have like three. You would have thought three wins by now, yeah. going into the season. 
uh, Chase Elliott, we thought he should have his first win by now. I'm I'm off that Chase bandwagon. Are you? You know, he's he's fourth fastest after first practice uh, so far today. But until he shows that he I, can do it, I'm, I don't what, believe in him. You know who started the same way? Who? His dad, Bill Elliott. He had like seven or eight second play finishes before he won. Yeah. And Harry Gant. And those are guys that won multiple, multiple races later in their career. So, hey, and, and good luck to him. I I don't have any animosity towards Chase. I just, you know, it's, it's put it's up or shut timing. up time, and he I, just hasn't put up. I think it's just timing. I think uh, Hendrick is down at the moment, and it's uh, right now we're looking at the dominance of uh, Furniture Rural Racing for one thing that doesn't get enough pub. Right. Everybody talks about, well, I mean, rightly so, what Hendrick did with with Jimmy Johnson, and Jeff Gordon, and that. But the 78 team, you look at what they've been able to do from Denver, Colorado. Mm -hmm. I mean, in order to win in NASCAR, you have to win. You have to be based in Charlotte. Yeah, of course. Even the Wood Brothers struggled for years trying to win from Virginia. They moved, finally, to Charlotte. And then here comes 78. What kind of number is that? And who is this guy? And and next thing you know, these guys are winning races. Now they're winning championships. Well, it's probably hard to be sponsored by Denver Mattress if uh, <laughs> if you're in Charlotte. But, you know, yeah, they've done a fantastic yeah. job. And, uh, you know, they dropped from two two te- uh, cars down to one again this year because of sponsorship problems and all that. But, uh, you know, Truex has is, is stepped up. He, you know, he's rattled off, uh, what, two out of the last three? Yeah. And uh, you know he's he's definitely reclaimed his spot as as a serious contender into the playoffs. I'm just the biggest shock to me so far is how few winners there have been, different winners in the Cup Series. You know you've got the the Harvick, the Bush, um, Truex, and then Clint Boyer has two wins already. But then you know there's only a couple other drivers that that have have been to victory lane. And uh, it, it opens it up wide open where these guys, you know, you they invent the stage racing to try to prevent guys from point racing and just running 100 laps, 150 laps in the middle of the race just to make points. But with so few winners, there's going to be a lot of non-winners making the playoffs. Well, let's talk about last week's Sonoma. Remember when the road courses, you'd go, well, let's see. Who runs good at road courses? It was Rusty, Ricky Rudd. You know, you'd go that route. Yeah, there was like then, six guys. And then, or then, then, then there's the ringers that were, you know, that okay, these guys could, yeah, these guys are gonna, if not win, get a top five. It's an arty. You had, uh, <laughs> you know, Zanardi. <laughs> now you told me, Ron Fellows is who I was trying to think of. So, and and Martin Truex won last year. Yeah. Last week, and you're like, there's no, you know, it's almost like the road courses are not even that much different from. I mean, it's pretty much even from week to week. What one you? I guess what I'm trying to say, there's it's it's wide open for the road courses. It is. I mean, and you look at some guys who have done particularly well that you wouldn't think have done, would do well, is Truex. Uh, Clint Boyer is kind of is if you look at his his results, Kurt Bush would be 
surprisingly. That doesn't surprise me. Kyle Busch, too, but that shouldn't surprise you either because he's a, he's a guy you could stick in any car, right? And he's going to excel at. So and and then somebody like Kyle Larson too. I mean, Kyle Larson is amazing for the number of road course races he's been in and how fast he is and how good he is. You know, it's it's amazing and what he was able to do when he was running with Ganassi in the 24 hours of Daytona uh, right off the bat. I mean, and the improvement he made from one year to the next, I mean, almost a second or more lap it was, you know, and, and he was frustrated. He was fast off the bat for somebody who's never really driven a road course before uh, a couple of years ago when he drove the, the Daytona prototype in the 24 hours of Daytona. But he was, he was frustrated because he wasn't as fast as the other guys. And these are guys that have been running road courses all their life. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wanted to say, I just want to be as quick as these guys. You know, it's a- Well, part of it, I think, is these teams have seen the breakdown of how bad lately the, that the road ringers have done on the in these races. It doesn't benefit these teams anymore to bring in a Boris said, a Fellows, uh, Zanardi. <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't help them because the finishes aren't there. So you sit there and you let your driver, you know, you basically, you know, here, have at it. Good luck. We'll try to, you know, help you as much as we can, but it's just something you have to learn. Another thing that uh, really, really helps is the simulators. And every team's got them. And you stick these guys in the car and, you know, hey, man, for six hours today, you're running Sonoma. And where you just sit there and you master the track, you know every turn exact and and all that, that's got to really help these guys and make guys like Kyle Larson find success a lot earlier than it used to be even just 10 years ago. Getting back to Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott two years ago finished third at Chicagoland. Mm-hmm. Last year he finished second. Yep. This year he has to win, right? Uh, that's what the numbers would say. That's what the numbers would say. I'm not picking them, are you? Well, we'll do our picks later. I'm undecided. Yeah, I I don't know, but uh, it's inter- the other interesting note is that Jimmy Johnson's never won. Never Chicago. won there. Yeah, that Watkins Glen in Kentucky. Yeah, in Kentucky. Well, I mean, they haven't been racing there that long, so yeah, yeah it's surprising with with Watkins Glen and with uh, with Chicago. But uh, you know, Brad Keselowski's had tons of success there. He's finished eighth or better in the last seven races there. Yeah. You know, this would have been a great race if if Tony Stewart wanted to, to dust himself off. He's mm-hmm. got the most wins there out of anybody. Uh, you know, Kevin Harvick, he's won twice, but he hasn't won since the first two years that they started running at Chicagoland. And uh, so, you know, there's guys, there's a, a handful of guys that have tons of success out there, and, and we'll just see how it goes. But like I said, it looks like a positive with Hendrick Motorsports having three drivers in the top four in, in practice. And on the Xfinity side for this year, uh, they've had 12 winners in 14 races so far. Yeah, did you see the long list of double-dipping guys? You know, yeah, know, after weeks and weeks of having a true Xfinity right. series, that's all out the window today, yeah, people. unfortunately. Yeah, I think there's like six or eight that are that are pulling double duty, including the pole sitter Kyle Larson. Kevin Harvick's running again today. So, you know, Kyle Busch is not. Let's see what, let's see how the stands are. Will it make that much of a difference? I don't know. I don't know. It, uh, it, it didn't, 
you know, in the past, now when Milwaukee, when NASCAR came back to Milwaukee in 1993 and 94, 95, the promoters made it. It was to bring guys. You wanted to bring some guys in here mm-hmm. because Milwaukee obviously wasn't on the cup schedule. And it was a way to, to bring, at that time, the only other way to see these cup guys close was at Michigan. Right. That was the next closest race. So in 93, we brought in Rusty Wallace, one of his rare Bush series starts. But that was, part of that was because of Miller. Right. And you wanted a Miller presence at the Milwaukee Mile. And then we also had Davey Allison, Harry Gant. And uh, the Harry Gant thing kind of made sense, too, because man had auctions in that in nearby uh, Racine. I think it's Racine or, uh, you know, right off the expressway. So... I think that helped back then, but that was then, and this is now. Is it, you wonder, is it too much exposure? Is it because there's Chicagoland Speedway close by? There's Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Brickyard 400. There's still Michigan, of course, yet. So maybe, and even Slinger, where the guys, you know, some of these guys would come back and race there. Is it? I don't think it's that big of a thing to see Cup guys in a, in a Xfinity Series race, is it? No, not anymore. It uh, it was, you know, back then, like you said, with Rusty and Allison and Gant. Those are fantastic gets and all that. And but now, you know, the the wing the winds of change are, are blowing, yeah. and everybody doesn't want to see the Cup guys racing on Saturdays and dominating the Xfinity Series anymore. We want the Xfinity Series to stand on its own two feet. Let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk what happened last week at Road America a little bit, and get you caught up in the latest in racing news. You're listening to Team, listening to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. Make sure to check out David Hobbs Honda, DavidHobbs.com, sixty one hundred North Green Bay Avenue. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. to the final inspection show brought to you by legendary great lakes dragway and david hobbs honda i'd like to thank both of them for supporting the show jeff orlowski the polish pipe bomb you're up in road america last sunday sure was it was hot and it was fun what's your uh first thoughts on that okay so, so you were up there last year yeah i was up there last year as well and obviously it's no secret that i prefer oval racing to road racing but Road America, you know, they put on a great show. It was it was a good event, you know, but there were no caution flags. It was – and New Garden Dom – Well, you could have thrown a beer can on the track. Uh, I'm not trying to uh... – You don't want to do that? <laughs> no. That's probably better that you don't. You know, but there was no caution laps at all, and it was kind of tough because you had Ryan Hunter Ray, who was just on New Garden's butt the entire day – 
And every time they go by, he'd be three car lengths uh, behind. And then the next time he go by, he'd be one car length behind. And then the next lap, it'd be back to three. And it was just back and forth. Well, here's the deal. And I know this sounds like spin. <laughs> and I guess it is. <laughs> but it was a heck of a race from second place on. It was, yes. And there were fantastic <laughs> battles. You know, because Scott Dixon and, and Hunter Ray were going at it for second for a long time. Hammer, hammer, and tongue. You know, it was it was good. It was it was an entertaining race. The view from the roof of the press box is fantastic. You know, I had a good time up it's there. It's nice and breezy up there too. And it is nice warm up there. You know, uh, so I I had a good time. I would have liked. First of all, I felt bad that Will Power had had his problems uh, right at the right at the start oh, of the race. Shame. Uh, but you know, I would have liked for there to be a late caution. And I know that I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I've just berated NASCAR for throwing senseless cautions just to bunch everybody up and try to get a good finish. But I would have liked to see it at road America. Interesting. Uh, some interesting things I thought, yes. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Hunter Ray for, um, Michael Andretti's team, very competitive as was. Alexander Rossi, who once again was probably one of the more exciting runs, unfortunately ran into some issues late late in the race, did not get the result uh, that he was looking for there. But I thought they were competitive. So Scott Dixon, steady as always. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Takuma Sato, uh, his best finish of the year so far since switching over to uh, Rahel Letterman Racing, teammate at Graham Rahel finishing fourth. And then Robert Wickens, once again, uh, it's interesting – he did a, a his test just over a year ago at Road America, and now it's just a bucket thing, just a kind of a bucket checklist. I want to drive an Indy car. Yeah. Now here you go, here you go. You know, a little less or a little more than a year later, he's already in, in just dominating the rookie. You know, he's going to be rookie of the year, yeah. and has been com- competitive in almost every single race. Almost won a couple of them, mm-hmm. and is outshined his teammate James Hinchcliffe. You know, sometimes it's right place, right time. And, you know, that, like you said, that just drop in the bucket, you know, hey, let me let me try this out. This kid could be a, you know, he, he's going to be a contender year after year after year coming up uh, in the very near future. Um, you know, he could end up being a multiple championship winning driver. And uh, and it's fantastic. It's great to see. It doesn't matter what kind of track. He is always up in the top five. And uh, Will Power actually was the only dropout of the race. Yeah, Will No Power. Will No Power. And uh, time of the race, an hour and 40 minutes. It was so fast. You know, that that race was over in the blink of an eye. And you just, the laps just ticking down, ticking down, ticking down like, Oh my God! There's only five to go. They only been raised. It seems like an hour, and uh, and it was wrapped up. And so, like I said, that was fun. And then I stayed and watched that Pirelli World Challenge. Wasn't that a lot of fun? That was a lot of fun too. They so, really put on a good show. They do. And for people who go, well, I like to see a variety of cars, and I want to see cars that that look like you know the cars that are on a highway. That's your series. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking Mercedes, you're talking Hondas, you're talking Acuras, you're talking uh, Chevy Camaros, Ford Mustangs, Porsche 911s, you know, Porsche RSs. You know, just you name it. it, it it's 
it's it's a great series and action and if you're, all if you're a over car guy, the track. You gotta love it. Oh yeah, you know there was just it was passing everywhere. You know the corners that you'd think like, oh no, don't don't pass there, and they're flying around each other. It was a lot of fun. Tough week, uh, especially on Saturday for Lawson Aschenbach, who we had on the show the previous week, and uh, but it was uh, a lot of a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Saturday night was even better. Good dinner uh, at Seekins <laughs> Restaurant, and then a even better night of festivities at the Seepkins uh, bar and uh I won't mention any names but there is quite a who's who of people there and just some good friends I ran into and just some of the best bench racing I've had in a long time and just chatting with some guys I really thoroughly enjoyed it just good friends good times and uh, the white Russians were tasting very well yeah and you didn't have to call me for bail money so that was fantastic <laughs> You know, I'll probably go lose it at Potawatomi here very shortly. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's always a lot of fun. And, you know, I just love walking around that place. And yeah, Anytime you're in a – in a in Seepkins is such a, such a cool bar. But anytime you're, you're – and we were just right outside the, the, the side door on a little walkway. It was so much fun. You're just chatting with some guys, and then you're – walking by oh hey hey how you doing chat with them hey how you and you just people you know you know you don't know all of them but there's a wedding there so every time the wedding party went by we were clapping they got oh congratulations steve you get married again (laughs) you know and it was uh just just a awesome fun fun night yeah like a high school reunion except with people you actually want to see and talk to (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was just very very cool and uh just thanks to everybody uh thanks to road america for their hospitality too uh great time on on friday uh recording the show after the bill michaels show and i know bill and i were really happy with uh the help road america and indycar gave us and it was fantastic great great i mean anytime you can have uh guests like uh, mario andretti graham Rahal. Uh, we had Kara Adams from uh, Firestone on once again. She's always a very interesting interview. Uh, you know, just fantastic. A lot of fun. Tony Vlander. Tony Vlander, who is awesome. Uh, he's a Ferrari GT driver, and he does Finnish uh, TV. Uh, he's a Formula One analyst for Finnish TV. And just a really engaging person. And it was one of those interviews where we were only going to do, you know, one segment with him, but he was so good. Hey, let's do two. Yeah. So, just, just a lot of fun. And uh, any other thoughts you had from Road America? No, just that, you know, if you're listening and you haven't been out there, it is a lot of fun. They they put on a fantastic show. The food is great. The, you know, it's just a, a very good experience at a track um, that the drivers all seem to just absolutely love. You know, in the after the race was over, Ryan Hunter Ray uh, was, you know, all of them. You had the top three: New Garden, Hunter Ray, and Dixon sitting in there, and all of them just heaping praise on Road America. The turnout of the fans, how into it all the fans were. You could tell that the drivers had a great time being out there, and it, as at least with me, yes, I was, you know, quote unquote working. But when they're racing, I'm just sitting there watching the race, and it is fantastic. So if you haven't been out to Road America yet, get out there. Yeah, and um, 
couple, I guess, some housekeeping things. Uh, next week, we're going to be do. I'm going to be at an event in Cary, Illinois, for another David Hobbs book signing, and I will be reporting live from there in the final inspection show. You're more than welcome to come out. It's uh, uh, it's the Coffee and Cars event at uh, five. Is it? I see. I need my, I need my reading glasses here. I think it's 500 or 300 Jandris Road uh, in Cary, Illinois. What's nice about that, it's just over the border. So you don't have to get into the traffic and everything. Oh, Chicago. Oh, that's right over the border. If you live on the south side of Milwaukee, it's about a 45-minute drive, if that. Yeah, it's quick. My aunt lives in Cary, so tell her I said hi. I will do that. (laughs) Tell her to come on out. But we'll be doing a book signing with with David there. It's part of the uh, Midwest, uh, the Merpa people. The Midwest, yeah, Merpa, Merpa. Yep, we're, absolutely. We're, we're, we're having internet issues again in in here, so I don't have all the information. But that information is on the David Hobbs Collection Facebook page. You can check them out, and I will also post it on the TFI Final Inspection Facebook page too. So make sure you check out that. And uh, David had a couple of book signings last week up at Road America. He had one at Seepkins on Friday uh, afternoon. Great turnout there. The people were lined up out the uh, out the door. And I was talking to uh, to Chris Hobbs' daughter-in-law at Seepkins. And, I mean, it's funny when you – I mean, he is a rock star. And, I mean, I'm down in Indianapolis with him. And the people just just love, and they, you know they've been listening. Some of these guys have been listening to him for all, close to forty years. You know, started with CBS in the mid seventies and doing the NASCAR stuff and whatnot. But they and they really really miss David Hobbs on TV. And and uh, last week Chris was telling me she goes, uh, this woman was just she she was all shook up. She was almost starting to cry that she was meeting David Hobbs. And it's like you know, oh my God, David, she was just. So happy. It, it absolutely made her weekend. English so, Elvis. English. She is English Elvis. I like that. <laughs> I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put that on him one day. As a lady's fainting yeah. at his, you know, at his he feet. He needs to have the handkerchiefs and start passing them out to the girls. Oh. So yeah, I'll a lot out. of fun. So Hobbs, you, anytime you want to hang out, give me a call. If you, uh, if you haven't had, if you haven't had a chance to get a book, uh, that's an excellent, uh, opportunity next week, uh, in Cary, Illinois. Uh, at the Coffee and Cars uh, for David Hobbs. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, on and like like I said, the information will be on the final inspection page and also the David Hobbs collection page. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com, who is live at Watkins Glen out there for the Salins six hours at the Glen. We'll get the latest uh, from what's happening in road racing at Watkins Glen. Welcome back to the final inspection show. Steve Zatke, along with the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski. Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan, the final inspection show. And joining us live 
on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. It is Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com reporting live from Watkins Glen International. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be be here. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing fantastic. So it's it's about 90, 95 here. It's very Orlando-like right now in Milwaukee. Uh-huh. And how's the weather out in the Finger Lakes uh, region of uh, upstate New York? I think it's going to beat a record tomorrow. It's really? Miserably hot. The only thing that's saving us right now is the breeze we're getting. Or we'd be all roasting. Yeah. So, I, question, because I've never been to Florida in the summer. Okay. I mean, is this is this basically Florida weather, or is there is there a difference between this weather and Florida well, it, weather in the, the summer? It, it's very similar. It's just the air is a lot more thicker, and if it's not moving, then it becomes really humid. Right. And uh, it's you know it's it's terrible. Yeah. It's much, I, but I guess Chicago for the NASCAR race, it's bad too. Yeah. It's, it's, it, but it, luckily, it, it, there's, there's, there is a breeze. And last night I was out of Madison International Speedway. It was hot out there, but, you know, we, we it was a late, later in late afternoon, early evening event. And that, that really helped with the sun going down as long as it, and there was a breeze that came in. You know, at about seven, eight o'clock, you, you know, I mean, I think the low last night was 82, so which is incredible. But it was, uh, you know, still 90 at like eight o'clock at night. But it, like I said, that breeze really, really helped. So, yeah, it's going to be tough yeah. for these guys. I mean, it's the scuttlebutt with with the with the prototypes and that, with them going with the with the coupe style, with the roofs and that. Is that better or worse than when they were running, you know, the spider, the open cockpit mm-hmm. style? Well, I mean, if the air conditioning goes out, it's worse. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, it's going to be miserably in there, and they're going to be monitoring that because they don't want anybody to pass out. I mean, it's going to be pretty bad. So a lot wow. of the guys are running the cool suits and the AC, you know, systems in their in their uh, racing suits. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I mean, with the you know with the open cockpit is is definitely a lot better to run in this type of weather, but. You know the air, the aerodynamic with the closed cockpit is going to be you know I mean it's it's the way of the future anyways but it's aero a lot better aero dependent on at the track and of course this faster. is yeah of course this is the Salins six hour of the Glen so it's a six hour race and they're starting it in the morning um, it starts uh, Milwaukee time at eight thirty uh, is it I mean, this this race has been around. It it went away for for a while, but I mean, it's been around for years and years. What 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 are the, what's the scuttlebutt in in the pits uh, for this weekend? Well, I'll tell you. I mean, I was at Road America last weekend, and uh, I mean, it's just very similar. I mean, there's uh, there's an autograph session going on right now, and uh, there's a very good crowd out here. A very good crowd of campers. Um, you know, there's a lot of sports car people up in upstate New York. And even though it's as warm as it is, um, they're still here. Standing but there's, in line, actually. But, but, but there's there, there's no uh, buses on fire there, right? No, not this year. No. <laughs> you know, people... and, there's, and there's no Teslas on fire, too, in the parking lot. <laughs> For those who may not know, the 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 Watkins Glen had an area called what they called the bog, and uh, there was a famous uh, a famous incident that happened in the early '70s in which um, 
some people, I think they were from Brazil, came up for a Formula One race. They chartered a Greyhound bus. I think they flew into New York. Then they chartered right. this Greyhound bus to Watkins Glen. And there is a bunch of, uh, let's call them hippies, whatnot, partiers, and what what's going on. Like I said, this is about 1970, 71. And somebody had stole the bus, drove it to the bog, and, and then it, it, it caught on fire and the bus burned. <laughs> so I, I don't yeah. know if those guys are still there at the track yet, but... <laughs> Well, was, I actually was, we were talking about this yesterday because I was with David Hobbs. He was doing a signing over at the track, and we were talking about the bus, and someone had a picture of it. And then lo and behold, uh, you know Rick Johnson from Randy Owens' yeah. artwork. Yeah. He's in the picture <laughs> of the bus burning. Uh. And we were just like, I mean, uh, it was hilarious. That is that good. brought it up, it's even more hilarious, but... Yeah, David was here yesterday signing books, and uh, the hobo is selling very well, I might it add. It is. It is. He had, he had um, a very good weekend last week in Road America, and then uh, uh, next week he's going to be selling at the Murpa signing at the Coffee and Cars in Cary, uh, Cary Illinois. So lots yeah, of chances he's, for he's, the fans. He's getting around because I have he to is. say, uh, he turned around and he saw me and he's like, he thought he was going outside late. He thought he never left. And uh, we just started laughing because it's like, you know, I mean, but here he is. And, it, it you know, I mean, like I said, uh, Watkins Glen has a lot of parallels to Road America. It is scary. I mean, very, it, very, very similar. You know, the track layout, the, you know, being. But not only that, the, the town itself, both towns. The downtown, well, you, you could interchange yeah, them, it seems like. Well, it, exactly. And the town really embraces the race. That's the other thing about Watkins Glen. They really embrace. It's not like, you know, they have parades and they have cars down there. and they, You know, I mean, and, and the, the drivers like that. I mean, I was out to eat at the Italian restaurant the other night, and Reinhold Yost is there, and a lot of the drivers are out. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it's such a great atmosphere. Very similar to Road America, but I gotta say it's the downtown is just a, a lot bigger, and you got, you know, the Motor Glen Inn where the F1 driver stayed, and mm-hmm. Deepkins, you know, I mean Seneca Lodge, sorry, right. Deepkins. See, I'm back in Road America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seneca Lodge so, is is uh, is one of those places. I think for any sports fan, or race fan, or even sports fan, needs a to go to it's a fantastic place great food and it's always a good time but uh mm-hmm. yeah El, El, elkhart lake and watkins glen the downtown area has that small town feel and there's a a, a kind of a uh, what's the word i'm looking for but the, the like like what 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 you said that they really embrace the race and you'll see the the the, the signs and the windows for the upcoming race there's a real communal feeling about that race with with the with both towns isn't there very very much so definitely and to get back to what's going on here um core motorsports uh colin brown i think we had him on the radio show didn't we yes colin's been on the show a couple times he put it on pole for core motorsports uh for tomorrow so i mean it's pretty exciting and I just got done interviewing Roman Dumas, uh, Mr. Pike's Peak, uh, King of the Hill from mm-hmm. last weekend in the Volkswagen. And he's in that car with Colin. So Excellent. John Bennett. And, yeah, it's pretty 
pretty exciting that they they put it to the Cadillacs this weekend, and uh, it should be a really exciting race. It's going to be, you know, it's going to turn into a real strategy thing because I think the heat's going to be a factor, and tire degradation is going to be an issue, and it's going to be very good. And the Fords, uh, Richard Westbrook got the pole in the uh, in the Ford GT. Oh, very and, good. Uh, yeah, and Dirk Mueller was uh, second, and then the Corvettes are right behind them together. So it's going to be good. Real good weekend here. It should be. Now, you were I, I understand you were in the driver's meeting too. Can you uh, walk us through that and tell us, uh, put us in the, in the position, uh, like the fly on the wall in the driver's meeting? Well, I mean, they just go over all the basics uh, of what they're going to be looking at and what they're going to penalize drivers on. Um, entry of pit lane, exit, and, you know, just telling the drivers, you know, I mean, we're working, trying to give them up front what's going if, to, if they do something wrong, they will be getting a warning, the track limits. You know, it's, it's just all part of walking through, and if there's any questions and stuff, and usually Helio Castro Nevis always has a question. So, <laughs> and, 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 and I really, you know, I mean, he did, have a couple questions but uh they cut them off pretty quick (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're 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 no 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 matter what series you know you're covering or or you're you're involved with there's always one driver from each series who always kind of steps up and it's kind of not the instigator but will always you know is it will be always the one that answers well will ask multiple questions during the driver's meeting it's always different it's always interesting on that. I remember uh, in USAC, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, uh, Bobby East was always kind of one of those guys, too, that would do that. And there, there, mm-hmm. and there's other ones, you know. So uh, I tell you what, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk more with Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com, and we'll get our predictions for the week on the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. Final Inspection Show brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. Joining us once again on the Great Lakes Hotline, it is Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Eddie's up in Watkins Glen. Who's your pick for the for the big guys or the prototypes up there? I'm going with Colin Brown and Roman Dumas and John Bennett and Core yep. Motorsport. That's... I'm gonna get out of the box. I think I think I think they're gonna it's they're going to win their first one here. How about the GT side? Are we looking at Ganassi, or is it going to, Corvette going to have something for him? I think I think Ford's going to be tough tomorrow, and mm-hmm. I'll I'll go with Dirk Mueller and Joey Ham. All right, and then let's go to uh, let's switch over to Chicagoland and NASCAR. Let's actually go with uh, Mitch Ross, who'll be joining us here in the On Deck Show. Uh, yeah. Who's your pick on the NASCAR? Um, I'll go Joey Logano. Joey Logano, that's a good pick. Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb. Who do you like? I gotta go with my Polish brother. Give me Big Brad Keselowski. I like that. I like that pick too, Brad Keselowski. Uh, he's been quick uh, in this in this practice. I like what he's been able to do, and the Fords have been tough. And he's always he runs well at Chicagoland Speedway. Eddie Lapine, NASCAR Chicagoland Speedway. Who do you like? Um, Dan. 
No, Danica isn't in the ring. <laughs> um, just kidding. I'm sorry. I, I no, that's all right. Well. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Harvick. How about Kevin Harvick? Very good. Eddie, thank you for joining the show. We appreciate it. Make sure to check out all the, his stuff along with Jack Webster on RacingNation.com. Some good stuff there. And the photography of, of uh, Jack Webster is second to none. I always enjoy his stuff. Have fun out there at Watkins Glen. Thanks for joining the show, Eddie. Thanks a lot, guys. You have a great weekend. Stay cool. All right. You too. And uh, coming up next, of course, it is the, what is it, the Pella? The Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Deck Show, built by Ozinga. Steve, together, oh. building better. Oh, excellent. And, of course, you know, last night with the Brewers, exciting win. You know, you, you're looking, you're kind of struggling, yeah. and then things really opened up, in, in, uh, of course, in, well, at and, the and, end. And but obviously playing the Reds helps. That does help. But I Even mean, though they were hot, they swept I, the Cubs. I, I, I think Jeff I, remembers that last I, weekend. Thanks. So, Thanks. Yeah, 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 no yeah I remember. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think we, we we have definitely a Keon Broxton sighting. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, a guy with a good attitude. You no know, question. Yeah, t- twenty home runs, twenty stolen bases, gets sent down. Yep. And you're thinking, well, yeah, I mean, if I, that's me, I'm pouting. I, I mean, I, they asked for my release. I'd rather go to another team. No, nah, he, he takes it. He goes down there, works. He gets called up. Boy, and he really, I mean, there was no rust, was Yeah, there? he had a huge game last night. We're definitely going to focus on that. Certainly in the highlight portions of the recaps uh, from last night where the Brewers and 8-2 I tell you victory. what, you know where he, I think he would look really good, you know, as as we get into you know, late August, September and that, especially a late defensive replacement because he's made some catches last couple of games, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, no question. I don't last night in the, I think it was the bottom of the eighth after he had that crazy base running yes. blunder and then, Covered his butt and, and ended he up got, scoring. He and got the, Jennings out of a jam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that could have gotten ugly. Yeah, no question, too, in the ninth inning then. But I, I know in the eighth, too, right after that that crazy play where he scored, mm-hmm. some I think was it Tucker Barnhart or somebody hit an absolute missile out to left center, and he ran it right down. And Yeah, Keon was definitely feeling himself last night, no question. Yeah. He was, and it, he was on fire. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that base running play, too. I mean, t- Tim Allen and I had this conversation a couple years ago when, when – you know, you're looking at the Brewers, the base running errors. People were kind of, ha, 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 this is real fun. And, you know, Tim and I were both kind of saying, yeah, it's funny now in April and in May and June, but as the season gets, you know, deeper into the season, those really get ugly in September and August. And we saw that last yeah, couple of years. And you've had guys, you know, probably the years you're talking about, guys like Carlos Gomez, yep. who comes to mind. But, yep. You know, and pretty much the only guy, I guess, on the Brewers right now, that has issues with base running every now and then is Jonathan VR. Mm-hmm. Likes to get picked off fairly regularly. Yep. Just to keep himself honest. And, uh, you know, so, but other than that, I mean, then you have Lorenzo Kane, who's now in the DL. We're giving Keon a chance to get some action again. But Lorenzo Kane, I, I think, is a guy that gives you what you would like out of Carlos Gomez without all the headaches. That's a good point. So, yeah. that, you know, that's, you a, know. that's a darn near a team M- MVP right there. And you can see just. Is in, is an infectious attitude of his positively, you know, positivity. Yeah. How Kansas City, when he w- goes back to Kansas City, gets a standing ovation because they really respected what he was able to do for that team. Yeah, and he got him a World Series. He did with, oh. with his with his just steady play. And I mean, the guy just he does everything right and goes about his business and gets no credit for it. And I know a couple of weeks ago on the on deck show, I wanted to make sure that we got some some love for Lorenzo Cain and. And maybe there will be some today. We'll see. Well, who's coming up on the on-deck show? Uh, for the roundtable? Yep. Bart Winkler and Adam Rigg of the Brewer Nation. So Excellent. We're going to do some 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 discussions on uh, popularity in baseball, 
nationally mm-hmm. in particular because I think local markets do fine. You know, we have obviously right. a good fan base here in Milwaukee. There's no problems here, but um, nationally, sometimes there's definitely there was a good discussion yesterday morning on Chuck and Winkler. So that's why we're having Bard on. We're gonna Excellent. continue that conversation a little bit. Zach Davies also not uh, not rejoining the team today as expected. He had a setback last night, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that as well. So make sure after the final inspection show, you keep it on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, and listen to the On Deck Show. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for to listening to the final inspection show. Jeff Orlowski, good chatting with you again. And I'd like to thank Eddie Lapine for uh, joining us from Watkins Glen and also Eric Jones, who's racing down at Chicagoland Speedway. So a lot of fun. Make sure you check out the uh, Xfinity race coming up next on NBC Sports Network. Uh, now the switch has been made over to NBC for the rest of the season. And make sure the uh, you check in tomorrow morning for the Salins six hours at the Glen and then Chicagoland Speedway 2 uh, tomorrow. So a lot of fun. Enjoy the heat. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.